Hello everyone, how are you? It's Pastor Rod here in Tokyo, Japan, but bringing God's Word to you wherever you are in Asia or the world. Hey, we've got a great word today. It's the word restore. I believe that Jesus is a God of restoration. Amen. God restores our our hearts. He restores our minds. He restores even our bodies. He restores our vision. He restores our relationships. What a great word. And I learned this word early as a Christian. I was 19 when I became a believer in Jesus Christ. In one moment, Jesus forgave me and filled me with his love and his grace. And I was a new creation. I was new in Jesus, but there was a a series of restorations that God had to do in my life as well. It was all free, but it was time with Jesus. I've called this message a morning therapy session with Jesus. And we're going to talk about Peter in a little while, but just let me carry on my story. When I when I first became a believer, I was a, a fireman. And uh, in the first three days, I, I got hit for my new faith in Jesus. Uh, a man at the fire station who wasn't a very nice man uh, hit me. And, and, and then later, I, I found out that my, my, my station officer also was a, uh, a member of a a different faith who was against me and uh, I, I didn't know any of that but I also had a lot of friends and a lot of joy and a lot of a lot of goodness and I remember in those hard times um, my friends had given me a Bible and and they said Rod we believe we have a verse for you here's the verse 1 Peter 5 10 I think it's gonna bless you you ready here we go and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you've suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Give God a big praise. And I want to tell you, this is our faith, friends. It's not always perfect. Sometimes it's hard. There are tough times. There are good times. There are ups and downs. But I'd rather do it all with Jesus because Jesus will restore us. And in a little while, will himself do these great things. Now, I, I really believe that, that we need to allow God into all areas of our life. And um, this word restore comes out in the story of Peter. I, I think this is going to bless you. As a, as a fisherman, Peter would mend the nets. Let's look at this quick, quick uh, scripture here, Matthew 4.21. Going on from there, he, Jesus, saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, and they were in a boat with their father Zebedee preparing or restoring their nets. And Jesus called them right there. Jesus calls us when we're in a moment of restoring. A moment of restoring. Now this word restore is a net word, but it's also a a word of restoration. Now, as I said, I used to be a fireman, and we learned that when you tie a knot A fireman's knot. That's what it's called, the fireman's knot. I'm going to do it in a moment. It's so simple. You should be able to do it like in 10 seconds with your eyes closed in the dark, in the smoke. It's such a simple knot and it's so powerful. It's a powerful knot. I believe this is a picture of restoration. This is mending the nets. The net's been torn by by fish and rocks or whatever. It says that Jesus watched them fix their nets. And when they tied the nets together... Just a simple knot, whatever they did. This is called a fireman knot. There we go. I actually did it. I was worried I wouldn't do it right. That knot 
That knot cannot come undone. It's called a fireman's knot. It's probably called many things, but it's called a fireman's knot. Now, when the firemen uh, do it, it's, it's unbreakable. And when the fishermen tied their nets and Jesus saw them and he called them right there, they were mending their nets. You will note that that place becomes a place of strength. Instead of being a place of weakness, the place of restoration, the place of retying, the place of bringing the net together makes that point even stronger. This is a picture also used with this word restore with broken bones. When when people break their bones, which I, I have broken my wrist here from skateboard riding in my early years. Um, I broke both bones actually in this wrist. Um, but afterwards, the amount of calcium on the bone has is got more. This wrist is actually stronger now than this wrist, simply because there was an act of restoration of making strong again. And when Jesus saw them mending their nets, he said, there's some good fishermen, there's some good men, they're taking care and I am going to restore them. And he called them. This is the story at the beginning of Jesus with Peter. But before the cross, Peter had made a terrible mistake. Peter had had been um, a, 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 just a great disciple, a great follower of Jesus, bit of a bit of a big mouth sometimes. He he used to say things at the wrong time, and you know people like that. I guess maybe I'm a person like that sometimes. And um, but with this, uh, with um, that, what what Peter did was an unraveling of his life. There was something that needed restoration. There was an unraveling of his life. And just before the cross, the night before the cross, we're going to read a couple of quick scriptures. Peter is bragging before the cross. And he says to Jesus, uh, even if everyone else deserts you, I will never desert you. And, and, and so he's bragging, I'm the disciple that will never, de- de- I, I'm the guy. And, and, and then later that night, he denied Jesus three times when, when just a, a little servant girl, a, a, a woman without any influence or, or power in their world just said to him, you, you, you were with, you were with the Galilean, you were with the, the Jesus, and Peter's, oh, I, I don't know him, which is a lie, obviously, and then he, and then this happens three times, and this is the third one in Matthew twenty six seventy three. After a little while, those standing there, this is the night before the crucifixion, those standing there went up to Peter and said, "Surely, you are one of them, one of the disciples of Jesus." Your accent gives you away. The way you speak, you're a Galilean. And, and, and Peter, he says, he began to call down curses and he swore to them, I don't know the man. I, I don't know who's this Jesus. And he's going on and on. He's denying Jesus three times. He's lying, saying, I don't know him. And, and, and it says, immediately a rooster crowed, showing it was early morning now. And Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And P, Peter, went outside and wept bitterly. He was in a place of brokenness. He was in a place of absolute, the worst moment. This is the worst moment of his life right now, recorded for us. This is bad. And he, and he knows. And he's out there weeping because he's been a, um, a betrayer. And uh, just, just exactly everything he didn't want to do. He was the man opposite of what he wanted to be right there. 
But you know what? After the crucifixion, just three days after the cross, Jesus rose from the dead. And Jesus went to the women and, and he said to them in Mark 16, 7, Go tell his disciples I've risen. Listen to what it says. It's Mark 16, 7. But go tell his disciples. And what does it say? And Peter. Go and tell the disciples. And broken Peter. Peter, I'm coming after you, Peter. I'm coming after you not to hurt you. I'm coming after you. I'm calling you by name. Now, when Peter heard that, maybe he gulped. He actually asked for me what's he what's he gonna do like like the rest of you uh yeah but but peter it wasn't like that i'm sure jesus voice was go and tell his disciples and tell peter and tell peter i'm coming for him but the work is going to be a work of restoration he's going ahead of you into galilee there you will see him just as he told you and we're going to come into the story right now here's the bible story we're going to tell it's from John chapter 21, after the resurrection, after Jesus has appeared to Peter once, Peter the next week with the disciples, and now finally, this, the, the, a week after that, so two weeks after the resurrection, Jesus goes to Galilee, and this is a morning therapy session that brings restoration to Peter. Amen? You ready for the story? There's three things Jesus does in his therapy to bring the the, the, the restoration, the, the tying together that will make Peter a stronger man than ever. And when he does it to us, we will be stronger than the beginning. Amen. You ready for the story? Here we go. Three things. First thing is Jesus restored through showing love and power back to Peter first. The first thing Jesus did was he showed his love. Now, John 21 after says this after Jesus appeared again to the disciples by the sea of Galilee now this is this is back in their home country it happened this way Simon Peter Thomas also known as Didymus Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee the sons of Zebedee that's John and James and two other disciples were together how many there were seven I'll just just let you know there were seven there with Peter leading and Peter says verse 3 I'm going out to fish now they'd met Jesus after the resurrection they knew he was alive. There's a good, there's this faith happening. There's, there's a good story here, but, but Peter doesn't know what to do and he goes back to his old profession. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, Jesus is going to do a repeat miracle in just a moment. I'm going out to fish. Simon Peter told them and they said, we'll go with you. Seven of them or six others. We, we like fishing too. We're going with you. So they went out and got into the boat and that night they caught nothing zippo zilch zero no fruit no nothing early in the morning jesus stood there on the shore remember it was early in the morning that peter denied jesus early in the morning jesus stood on the shore but the disciples did not realize that it was jesus they were maybe one or two hundred meters out in the water couldn't really see that clearly and he called out to them friends haven't caught you any fish? Haven't got anything? No, they answered. And he said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. And when they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. And the disciple whom Jesus loved, that's the Apostle John, just to let you know, said to Peter, 
it is the Lord. <laughs> it's like, whoa, revelation. Ding, a heart moment right now. It's the Lord. And as soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him before he had taken it off and he jumped into the water. The other disciples following in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. So Peter, the leader, jumps in and lets all the others row in and pull the fish out. Great leader, Peter. But Peter is just so excited to hear Jesus, Jesus the restorer, Jesus the hope, Jesus is going to do something in my life. This is a morning of therapy. It started right here, right here, right now. And, and it says here that when they landed, they, they saw a fire of burning coals and with it a fish on it and some bread. Now, in the original, it says a little fish, a little fish. And Jesus is there with his, his bread cooking and that would have been yummy flat bread, I'm sure. And, and, and one little fish and, and he's calling them in for breakfast. And um, I, I sort of, it, it's funny to me that Jesus knows they're bringing the fish. I got the, I got the fire. I got the bread. I started cooking with a little fish, but you guys are bringing the rest. When they landed, they saw that verse 10, Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you've just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat. He's actually back in action and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, not the little guy, large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. The miracle, the miracle that Jesus did in Luke 7, Luke 5, sorry, Luke 5, he's doing it again. The the therapy is starting. What is the therapy? It's reminding Peter of original miracles, original relationship, and everything's okay. Peter, we're doing the miracle again. You haven't missed out. You haven't missed out. You haven't missed out on the call or the destiny upon your life. And friends, the first step for us with Jesus doing a restoration is to know that He still loves us. He still calls us. He still speaks to us. He wants to repeat miracles if He has to. Give us the same old word again, that refreshing our heart. Jesus is showing love. Come on, give God a big praise. And the restoration begins. The restoration of love and power and memory and relationship is happening. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast with the fish that you just caught. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. And Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. Sounds like communion on the beach. This whole first part of therapy is the base of building a restored life or a restored whatever it is that we revisit our key relationship, our priority with Jesus. He loves us. Even in this pandemic, there's been hard stories, difficult stories, really. And yet I believe in restoration as we come to Jesus and a journaling, open our Bible and say, God, speak to me. Every time we're having breakfast on the beach, we're having communion, we're having relationship. It's a place of therapy. It's a place of healing. I actually feel God's presence as I say this to you right now. There are people right now that there's therapy from the heart of Jesus for you right now. Right now, receive restoration and love. That's only phase one. There was two more phases. Are you ready for them? Because the second one's pretty tough, actually. Are you ready with me for therapy part 
2. See, therapy part 2 is Jesus starts to challenge Peter about what actually happened back then. So restoration doesn't mean everything's okay and we can just all go on and and no one's ever going to ask a question again. That probably won't happen with many key relationships. If we've stuffed up some key relationship, we actually have to revisit it. We actually have to look at it. Um, Some people say you've got to pull the band-aid off a situation. And I remember, just just thinking about this, pulling the band-aid off, just... A number of years ago, I went snowboarding with my son, Richie, and we were up at um, Yuzawa, beautiful uh, mountains here in uh, Niigata in Japan, and um, Richie loves you know, doing, doing trick, trick things on his snowboard, and, and there's me not doing my trick things on a snowboard. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping a bit safe, and, uh, but he, I saw him come off and, and, and hit his shin, hit his, hit his knee or his leg on, on an iron part and uh, I knew he'd hurt himself and um, that night back at the chalet he uh, had a bath and I think and pulled up his leg to show me I said show me the the injury and it, it was it was okay it was a bit a bit a bit of skin off but there was also a a hole in his leg like a hole a hole in his beside his shin and I said what and there was pus in it like it was it was infected not from the day, there was something there. I said, what is that? What is that? And he said, oh, yeah, Dad, I, when I was in Thailand on the school trip, we were doing stuff with cement, and I think a bit of cement hit me in the leg and, and penetrated my leg, but it's okay. And I, I looked and I said, it's not okay. But it was because the, the other injury took the top off, I was able to see a further injury in his leg. And I, I said, get your bags we're going back to Tokyo. We're going to the hospital tonight. This is really, really infected. And um, we went back and, and got back. And I think we went to the hospital about one in the morning and, and he had some antibiotics. We were praying, of course. We are praying for healing. But you know what? It wasn't until something was taken off that I could see a real injury. And that could have been very dangerous because Richie thought, I'm, I'm okay, Dad. But that there was an injury that needed to be exposed, To bring in the restoration, sometimes there needs to be an exposure. And and this is where a lot of people don't understand about Jesus. They think his unconditional love means he will never speak tough, tough talk to us. But that's not real. It's not real in my marriage. It's not real in my parenting. It's not real in my uh, pastoring. It's not real when I was a fireman. It's not real when whatever whatever you do in life, there's got to be challenges that we've got to look at in order to bring the restoration. If you don't look at something, it becomes a weakness in our lives. Now, this looking at something is very painful. And I remember myself in, in my own life where God touched things. It's like, no, no. And then, oh, God has healed me. Let's have a look at what Peter did. Ready? John 21, 14. Now, this was the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So resurrection night, one week later, and now here in Galilee. And when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter. Now, they're all together. Now, I sort of thought about this. Like, why wouldn't Jesus take Peter aside? Why wouldn't he say, come, come, come aside, Peter? Because I've got to talk to you, son. I've got to talk to you, young man. I've got to talk to you, my friend. No, he does it in front of the disciples because the betrayal was also in front of the disciples. It was like, it just happened that way. It was, it was real. It was, it was like everyone's thinking, could Peter be our leader could Peter come back it's pretty bad that denying Jesus 
three times. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter in front of the others, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Now, when, when we read this, we, we think, what, what are these? Do you love me more than these? And I'm sure if you were there, Jesus would have been pointing. Pointing at some, maybe pointing at the fish. Do you love me more than fish? Fishing? Maybe it was a village. Do you love me more than these? But I think Jesus was pointing at the disciples because it all happened in front of the disciples. Do you love me more than these? Because you said, Peter, you said, even if all others fall away, I will never fall away. And they, they knew it. It's pretty exposing, right? Why would Jesus do this? Because I've just dropped the end of this. Just got to find it now. Because Jesus knew that there had to be a full restoration because Peter had a huge destiny on his life. And he couldn't walk around with this massive limp all the time. Now, I'm not talking about physical limps or disability. I'm talking about a disability of the heart. Uh, an inability to lead men strongly uh, and uh, 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 people don't trust you or don't know what you've done. And so Peter, Peter, uh, he's, he's, Jesus says, Simon, do you, do you, do you love me more than, than these? And uh, he, he said, yeah, 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 Lord, you, you, you know, I love you, right? You, and Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, number two, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Like, Jesus, you've, You've already heard my answer in front of the guys. Like, uh, it's, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, take care of my sheep. And how many times did Peter deny Jesus? Three times. And surely Jesus is not going to go there, right? Like, like that's, just too, that's just too in your face. That's just, is that mean? No, we're going for full restoration. And so Jesus, the third time, third time in front of the guys, third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt. There it is. There's the hurt. There's the band-aid coming off. There's the other wound. That Jesus in His love and kindness and goodness wants us to live good lives. And the Heavenly Father wants His sons and daughters to live a life healed and well and full and satisfied. The third time Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time. There it is. It's, this is the reason. This is the therapy session. Do you want the therapy session? Here it is. Do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. What is Jesus doing? He's doing therapy. There was the love and the restoration of relationship and communion and, and, and the breakfast together on the beach. It was good times. The second part of therapy, the restoration. He's saying, Peter, we've got to talk about it. Peter. We have to talk about it because we, we've got to get rid of it. It's not going to be in our life in the future. It's not going to be part of the future. It's only the part of now. And friends, I want to tell you, when God does restoring in our hearts, sometimes there is a, a wound that He needs to open up. And I remember one night as a young fireman, and there was a terrible wound in my life from my father. Um, and, and I knew it. And I'm just praying, God, heal my heart. And then God showed me something about when I was nine years old. I was, I was 19 when I got saved. And all of a sudden, I was back as a nine-year-old boy. And something I said and something I did, and it impacted my life. And as I reflected, all of a sudden, I remembered. I, it was like a, it really happened. I felt embarrassed. I felt shamed. And then I felt restored something happened that night and it was like I got born again again it was like such a dynamic restoring that had to happen in my heart 
Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing some of the things I'm doing now. There was a dynamic power of the Holy Spirit as the band-aid came off and all of a sudden the oil of healing flowed. And I'm praying today, there's oil of healing. Sometimes it's things that we did and sometimes it's things that we were a victim from that we did not do but happened to us. Both these things are wounds. One is I'm responsible, one is I'm not responsible. But I tell you, God wants to bring healing. He wants to bring restoration so that this becomes not a place of weakness but a place of strength and after God healed me with my thing with my father it's amazing how I've always loved to help young men get strong it's just a it's just something God had to do in my life so I could help say to other young men he could do it in your life too and the last thing as I come to a close is there was a restoration and fresh alignment with vision and leadership. We've already read it, but let me tell you the three things that Jesus said to him when he said, do you love me? He said, you know, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, lead people, go back to leading people, get a vision for your ministry. Come on. Now the healing is happening. There is a release of new vision. And friends, sometimes we need a, a healing before we get vision. Sometimes we need to allow God to have access to start dark dark rooms in our life because the healing will come and I guarantee vision and maybe even ministry will come out of that. Jesus saw them fixing the nets but now Jesus was fixing the hearts and I tell you this is a thing in all of our lives. I believe in restoration. This was all in one morning. This was Jesus therapy session and I want to encourage you whether it's at church or online reading the word or praying, a moment of reflection, allow God to have fellowship with you, to take the band-aid off and to speak vision back into your life. Let me pray for you right now. Lord, I pray for restore. Restore our hearts. Restore our hearts. Restore our hearts. Restore our vision. Restore our relationships. I pray that we would become strong in those areas of weakness. Lord, you're going to heal and then align because you love us and you believe in us enough to touch us and release us in Jesus' name. And I pray for everyone today, no matter where they're at, they might be in a good place. They'll know they're restored and ready for new vision. Or Lord, they might say, Lord, would you come and touch me? Would you come and heal me? Would you come and refresh me? Would you come and have fellowship and take the band-aid off? I'm praying for the healing power of our Lord Jesus Christ to restore in Jesus name Amen. Come on give Jesus a big praise and we are stronger at the end and friends some of you might not know Jesus and He loves you, He wants fellowship with you but you've got to open your heart say Jesus you died, rose again to forgive and change. Are you ready? Would you like to receive Jesus or there'd be some people maybe away want to come back. In a moment God can restore your heart with Him. Are you ready? I'm going to count to three. I'm going to pray for you to receive Jesus. Here we go. One, two, three. Lord, I pray for those coming to you or coming back to you. Your love and your grace all over them. Forgiveness, new life, destiny and purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's get strong. Come on, we can do it. God bless you all.